When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Attention stations on the network. Our broadcast will begin in one minute from my mark. In five, four, three, two, one, mark. That was your one minute time check, stations. Sports Network from Learfield. 
This is the Falcons Nest Coaches Show, presented by Frickers, the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits. Also brought to you by Walmart, save money, live better, and by Wood County Hospital, the official hospital of Bowling Green Athletics. Live from Frickers and Bowling Green, this is the Falcons Nest Coaches Show. Here is your host, Todd Walker. Hello and welcome everyone to the Falcons Nest Coaches Show here at Frickers across from Do- the Doit. We appreciate you coming aboard here tonight as we have head coach Ty Eigner with us from the hockey program and also we will hear from head coach Michael Huger with Todd Walker in just a little bit. I'm Kevin Peel. Todd and coach are currently on the bus, actually on the plane. They just adjusted it onto the plane. They are headed to Northern Illinois right now and of course BGSU men's basketball play tomorrow at 8 Eastern time. We will have a 7.30 Medical Mutual pregame show for you here on the network as the Falcons will look to bounce back from Saturday's loss to Toledo and try and take down Northern Illinois. So we will hear from Coach Huger here in just a little bit, but first and foremost, let's welcome in Head Coach Ty Eigner. Coach, thanks for joining us. Two weeks in a row, by the way. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the Ohio Northern basketball staff for coming out to the hockey talk tonight. That's awesome. Are they big hockey fans? That's the question. be after tonight. <laughs> That's the goal. And, of course, uh, we have a, a pretty good weekend series to recap here. It was uh, an up-and-down one against Bemidji State, but most certainly exciting as the Falcons won on Saturday. Did drop a decision on Friday, uh, but bounced back with an overtime win on Saturday. We also have some fan questions that we'll get to as well as the programs going on here. Uh, but first and foremost, Coach, there was a lot of – excitement coming into the weekend brian holzinger bobblehead night it was fan appreciation night as well on friday and then saturday we got into the teddy bear toss and the star wars night so first and foremost getting to see brian holzinger again and him being able to interact with the players how cool of an experience was that for the guys on friday when brian was here yeah the the players you know it's it's not often that that you get a chance to have a alumni come back during the year and and uh especially one who's who's as high profile as brian you know know, former hobie baker winner all-american and and just an all-around outstanding guy and for him and his brother brad and their families to come back and then be able to spend some time with our guys before the game was was really a, a nice thing for everybody and, of course, uh, Brian made sure to seek out A.J., who was on the CCHA broadcast on uh, Friday. A.J. Plasky was a teammate of his and uh, sought him out as well. He made sure he came up to the booth. But uh, it was great to hear how Brian's kind of progressing, and it seemed like he liked the bobblehead, too. I think I'd like a bobblehead as well if it was pictured as, like me. But nonetheless, uh, it seemed like he had a, a pretty nice uh, reaction to the bobblehead, and it seemed like as well the fans really reacted to it on Friday. Yeah, the you know, um, I know Brian and his family were really excited. He's got three daughters, and I know that they had to set aside quite a few of, of those bobbleheads for Brian and his family to to take back with them to the Cleveland area. But you know, while we're talking about it, you know, we've we've talked a lot about our fans and and the support we've we've gotten at at Slater Family Arena this year for our home games and and I want to just give a shout out to Taylor Jefferson he's here tonight done a done a fantastic job with all the promotions yes. so congrats Taylor great job a warm round of applause for Taylor thank you Taylor 
And of course, for the Falcons on Friday, uh, it was not quite the start that they were hoping for a three nothing deficit at the end of a period and had to make a bit of a tough decision. Of course, Christian, you had talked after the game that maybe he only wanted one of those goals back that he had seen get past him, uh, but made the decision, changed to Zach Rose, and he fought, was played hard as well in goal on Friday night. But what did you see there that kind of led to the change? And also kind of how did Christian handle that being a young but confident goaltender that he is? Yeah, you, you know, the, the first part of the question, you know, Christian, after getting an opportunity to watch the the first period on, on film and, and take a look at the goals, you know, we, we both agreed, and, and or Christian and I and, and the rest of the staff agreed that, you know, the first goal was one that he would want back. Uh, other than that, you know, the second goal, Anton Malmstrom tried to go down and block a shot on the penalty kill, which is what he does on the penalty kill. He's an outstanding shot blocker, and unfortunately it just went off his glove and, and changed direction, so Christian really didn't have a shot, a chance on that. And, and then the third one was he, he made the first save but wasn't able to get to the, the, sec, the, the second shot. So uh, he, did a, he, he did a nice job all in all, and it was one of those things that 3 nothing, and the game was... was the first period was kind of ho-hum. We didn't have a lot of opportunities, and neither did Bemidji. Unfortunately, sometimes it, it goes with the position. You, you, you become the uh, sacrificial lamb, so to speak. We, we pull you out to, hope to hopefully to jumpstart the other 20 guys on the team. And, and uh, you know, we felt like the second period was much better for us, um, and, and not because of the goalie change. Our guys just started to play hockey, so uh, good, good to see that. But, but Christian handled it the way you would expect him to handle it. First time he's had that happen to him in his Division One career, so... Um, never easy for for a young guy like that, uh, and it's not something that we 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 enjoy doing either on our end. It, it you know we wanted, you know three nothing is not insurmountable, and uh, you know Bemidji's just a, a difficult opponent. We just felt like it was necessary to change things up. Yeah, and it seemed like in the second period you'd really started to gain that momentum back. Of course, got the two goals, made it three to two, including a, a shorthanded goal, which was a huge boost to the team. And then, unfortunately, a penalty early in the third, and then they were able to capitalize pretty quickly there, uh, kind of bang, bang, and all of a sudden it was 5-2. But in hindsight, do you feel like going into that third period you had the momentum going the way you wanted to, even though you are on the PK coming out of the locker room? Yeah, you know the, the the second period went went really well for us. Uh, you know, we, we got the shorthanded goal real late in the in the first, which was which was big. And then, uh, I'm sorry, we got the shorthanded goal to, to you know get us into it. And then uh, we we felt like we could have had two or three other goals in that second period, and 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 very easily could have gone into the third period tied or with the lead. Unfortunately, you know, when we, when we take that penalty going into the third, um, that Regardless of the shorthanded goal, it just it gives them an opportunity to catch their breath, talk about what they want to do in the intermission, and, and go out with a really good plan for their power play. And then we take a penalty on the power play, and now we're down five on three for a pretty significant amount of time. And that's always difficult. Bemidji, we talked about their special teams last week, and we know they have a, a good power play that's been clipping along at a, at a pretty high rate. So to give them a five on three with... A significant amount of time on was going to be really difficult for us to kill off and and they made a couple nice plays and, and you mentioned it, Zach Rose made a, a big time save early in that five on three where he came all the way across the net and and uh, he huge save and we couldn't get a get a clear and and, and get fresh killers out there but uh, and then they made a similar kind of play and Zach was just not able to, to get to that puck but so then we were down again and and uh, 
But we kept we kept competing, kept playing, and and we felt like regardless. So, so you put yourself down three nothing. Uh, we didn't play poorly. You know, we had some errors, we had some mistakes, just a couple of things that where we shot ourselves in the foot. But all in all, against a really good opponent, we played really well. We Bemidji's a, a very difficult team to sustain any offense against and and to get uh, goal scoring opportunities. We had a bunch of them, and uh, we just we just you just can't dig yourself into that big of a hole, and it, and that's frustrating as a coach. And it's frustrating for the players to to take those you know take some undisciplined penalties or not take advantage of some really good grade A scoring opportunities. So that that's difficult, but. Uh, you know, we tried to reset and get to Saturday the best we could. Yeah, Coach Eigner with us here on the Falcons Nest Coaches Show. And actually, that kind of leads into one of our fan questions today from Jeff, who wanted to make sure he congratulated you on your 50th win recently. Uh, but also, uh, he did want to ask about some of those grade-A scoring chances that you had or maybe missed the net on. Of course, Matias Scholl was pretty much as good as advertised. You expected you would see a, a talented goalie in net once again and he kind of continued his strong play that he's had all year but in terms of just missing the net was there an adjustment needed on that or or what were kind of your thoughts on that that's something that we've we've talked about uh a lot um you know it's hard to score goals you know there's no question that the teams defend hard and everybody's got a, a good goaltender and and scoring goals is not easy at the at this level and and one of the things that will guarantee you won't score is that you miss the net. And so we're trying to, you know, have our guys appreciate and understand the importance of hitting the net. You know, sometimes they want to be too perfect and too fine. Um, one of the things with Matias is, you know, Matias isn't, isn't the largest goalie and he comes out and challenges. So he tries to take away a lot of space. So, uh, you know, he doesn't play deep in the net like a lot of guys, uh, goaltenders today do. Um, he plays, he comes out and challenges. So you feel like you've got to be perfect on your shot. Uh, so we just, you know, we want our guys to, you know, get those scoring opportunities and, and hitting the net is, is certainly a premium because every time you miss the net, there's no chance it's going in. So uh, that's something we've talked about, something we want to improve on and, and something we believe that will help us score more goals but is just getting pucks on the net instead of missing. Yeah, and of course, this kind of leads into Saturday now because Cole Norris had just an awesome wrister right under the right arm of, of Shoal early on to get the Falcons on the board one nothing that first period goal and he said that's kind of his shot you know that's where he likes to place it but nonetheless when you have a goalie as capable as he is it still can be difficult to find that spot and yet Cole did find the spot with a nice wrister and then later on was Johnny on the spot it really was a nice effort for Cole to get those uh, sixth and seventh goals of the year for him on Saturday night and that kind of helped get you out to the lead you needed at least early. Yeah, Cole's first goal was big. You know, we we got down three nothing on Friday night in the first period. And we were able to come in uh, after the first period up a goal. So uh, we we said we're in a heck of a lot better spot than we were last night, fellas. Let's just keep going. That was a really good shot by Cole. And actually, we could have scored uh, on the first shift both nights. We had opportunities like real good grade A looks, and we could have been up one nothing both nights uh, early. And and uh, you know, so again, talking about just creating opportunities, just trying to. You know, in, in hockey terms, we talk about burying those opportunities, but, you know, good for Cole for doing that. We wanted to try to, to use our speed and, 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 and get pucks on him, and, and Cole did that the first opportunity he had and got us a one-goal lead, which was great. And, of course, uh, you knew the Beavers would battle back, and they did on Saturday, and it kind of seems like it went 
all in the hands of Owen Sillinger. He has that impressive wrister that he's able to get past uh, Christian, unfortunately, there to make it 2-1, and then they were able to score with under two minutes left on the power play. Uh, but, but nonetheless, did, what shift did you see there that allowed them to, to get on the board? Because that doesn't really seem like a goal that was Christian's fault either, and not really on the power play. That power play goal didn't seem to be his fault either. They were both great shots. Yeah, you know, the, the first goal, we challenged it for offsides, and I, I'm still not 100% sure it wasn't offsides. Um, it, was, it was really, really, really close. Like, you, it, I don't think it could be any closer. And, and had they reversed that and said it was offsides, I, I don't think anybody would have had an argument. Um, so going back to the goal, you know, so, so they, we questioned that, and then we, we just kind of got disconnected in our, in our D zone. And, and we had some switches, which we, we don't really want to switch in the D zone a whole lot. We'd like to stay with our people and, 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 and do our job, as we say. And we just kind of got disconnected and, and lost some people. And, 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 you know, Bemidji, you have to give them credit. And then, and then that puck, that Cylinder shot, uh, it went through T.J. Lloyd's legs, and I don't think Christian ever saw it. So it was a tough spot for Christian there uh, to, to have to react to that. But we just, we just weren't real sharp. We had a couple opportunities because that shift, the offsides probably happened 30 seconds before the goal, and and we had a, a couple of opportunities to get our stick in a certain spot, or or maybe uh, stand in a certain spot with our body position to to shut that offensive zone time down for them. But we didn't, and and uh, so they they were able to make a nice play and, and get the goal. And and uh, unfortunately for Christian, he just wasn't able to save it because he couldn't see it. Yeah, that replay process seemed to be as long as the one that we saw when Ohio State, the late in the game, they had to sort out all the penalties. But after you know, David and I kind of looked at the replay, we knew it was going to take a while just because uh, the offsides or, or supposed offsides or probably offsides was so far back that they were going to have to sort through, get back to that moment, and then look at these camera angles nonstop. And so that was a bit of a pause in the action too. Uh, so when you're have a long replay break like this and now you've seen a couple of these instances what's really the message to the guys to kind of keep them locked in because especially in that moment Bemidji State was either gonna get a goal to make it a one goal game or you were gonna still be up two nothing at that point we just told the guys regardless of the the outcome of the decision we have to be ready to go we have to you know either we're gonna line up for a face-off at center ice because they allow the goal or we're gonna line up for a face-off just outside our blue line because it's disallowed so you have to be ready to go and and uh, not let whatever decision the referees make impact the next shift. Uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, if anybody's mad, it's probably going to be the, the restaurant and bar owners because we seem to delay the third period and not allow people to get out of there and get, get to have something to eat after the game. So, but it was, it, it was a tough spot for everybody involved. And, and you know, thankfully for us, uh, we were able to make a, make a couple plays there late to, to make up for those mistakes. Yeah, there is another uh, fan question, actually, from Marta, in fact, and she uh, noticed that, well, of course, with all the chaos kind of breaking out there at the end after Sam Craig's overtime goal, and then there was pushing, shoving, and trying to separate players. Of course, you're a little worked up there, trying to just separate your guys just in case there wasn't a goal because then you're going to have to refocus and continue to play overtime. But also coming down the stretch, it seemed like you were maybe a little frustrated on the bench too. Of course, there was a bit of a tough penalty that allowed Rosen to score the tying goal, but 
uh, in terms of your intensity, it seemed to be a, a little bit up coming down the stretch uh, of the final minutes of the third period. So she was kind of asking what uh, what was kind of your thought process going through and what was a bit of a frustrating end of the third. And then ultimately, fortunately, you get the euphoria of scoring the game-winning goal, but then you have the pushing and shoving, the chaos going on, and just trying to make sure, just in case there isn't a goal, that your guys are still locked in. What was my thought process? Um, I think that's pretty obvious what the thought process was. Um, pretty frustrated that, that, honestly frustrated that we allowed, didn't allow, that we, that we put ourselves in a position that, that we didn't win the game in regulation. That was the, the first frustration uh, early. We just, because again, it's, we, we talked to our guys about, about having discipline to, to, to do the right things coming down the stretch to you, you work so hard. They, they work so hard during the week and they work so hard during the game to battle back in a game that wasn't easy, you know, but Midgey played really well uh, on, on Saturday and, and, and made it difficult for us. So we, we were just trying to, you know, let our guys know, like, don't, don't put yourself in a position where the referee could potentially have to get involved and, and put us down a man and, and, and that could help or, or could, could dictate the game. And so obviously the last thing we want to do is take a penalty late and, and uh, we, we did that, and then they were able to, you know, during that power play that they had, Nate Burke broke his stick, and they were already, you know, it was, it was just difficult. We, we, there were a lot of things that, that happened that, that didn't allow us to, to finish the game off the way we had hoped and, and win the game in regulation. You know, that being said, uh, fast forward to, to the uh, interesting stuff that was going on at the end of the game. Um, which it, it, I read a bunch of stuff online and different things, and, and my daughters told me things that were said online. And to me, that there's no, that was not a fight. There was no, not one single fight going on. There was no, there was no fighting. That was just a bunch of, you know, 18 to 24 year old guys running their mouth and pushing. And but there was no fight. And, and so my point was like, all right, you know, let's get off the ice. There's nothing. Nothing good is going to come of this. Um, because I, I want our guys to, to stick up for each other, and, and uh, our guys left the bench because they were excited that Sam scored, and they went to Sam, and then some of them floated over toward, toward their goaltender and, and a guy in front of the net, and, and that's what kind of got it going. And then Bemidji guys see all our guys down there and just a few of their guys, so they start spilling onto the ice. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it was handled great, by the by the officials at no point sh they should have started escorting the Bemidji guys back down to their end right away you go in front of your bench and we'll wait for this decision Bowling Green guys you get back to your bench and we'll wait for this decision and that my, my reason for going out there was I was telling our guys get our guys out of there because if someone throws a punch or something gets gets escalated into an actual fight then we're gonna lose a guy for the next series and and, and nobody wants that so that was my thought process uh, going out on the ice to try to try to get I, w I was concerned my, my main concern was to get our guys the heck out of there coach Ty Eigner with us here we will visit with him right after the break we will look ahead to what is an off week and then a little further along as the Falcons will take a little bit of a rest and then jump back into it against Ferris State in a little less than two weeks time we'll continue in a moment on the Falcons desk coaches show here on the Falcon Sports Radio Network from Learfield 
When your family needs advanced medical care, depend on Wood County Hospital. For a state-of-the-art surgery center offering advanced robotic procedures, joint replacements, and the latest vascular surgery to open clogged arteries. For board-certified ear, nose, and throat specialists, the very latest cancer treatments, and more. Depend on us. It's not just a line. It's a tireless commitment to our community's health. Wood County Hospital. Depend on us. White Claw Hard Seltzer, crafted using seltzer water, 5% alcohol, and a hint of fruit flavor. Available in a variety of fruit flavors, including black cherry, mango, watermelon, and strawberry. White Claw Hard Seltzer is your open invitation to escape to pure enjoyment, whatever that means for you. Made simple because fun always is. When the question is, should we? We say, let's. White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. White Claw Seltzer Works, Chicago, Illinois. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. With over 6 million square feet of state-of-the-art warehouse space and 400 associates serving seven states, Ohio Logistics provides all of the assets and operational support necessary to meet your most sophisticated logistics requirements. Built on a sound financial base, Ohio Logistics will strive to bring your ideas to reality regarding your supply chain management needs. Ohio Logistics is the smart move. Please visit our website, www.ohiologistics.com. Falcon Outfitters is BGSU's official campus store. We are the place to find all of your BGSU gear and more. Show your Falcon pride with a wide variety of apparel and novelty items. We have supplies for classes and Zigabyte to cover your technology needs. From application to graduation, Falcon Outfitters is here to help with all of your student needs. Save 20% off regularly priced apparel purchases every Friday through spring semester, in-store or online with promo code FALCONFRIDAY. Shop online at falconoutfitter.com where we have everything from I to Ziggy. It's finally football season, and the team at the Union Bank Company want to cheer you on to reach your financial goals this season. A great tool to add to your financial playbook is a home equity line of credit. This is great for offensive moves like planning for your next home improvement and for defensive moves as well, like having readily available funds for unexpected storm damage on your property. Talk with our experts or visit us at theubank.com. The Union Bank Company, the official banking partner of BGSU Athletics, member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to credit approval. The key to your successful business, City Uniforms and Linen. We are a family-owned, locally operated industrial laundry who specializes in delivering your image. Why City Uniforms and Linen? Because first impressions mean everything. We are hygienically clean certified, and our hassle-free rental programs make it easy for your business to have a lasting first impression. Follow us on Facebook, and to learn more, visit cityuniformsandlinen.com. Delivering image since 1944, City Uniforms and Linen. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 8 represent over 2,000 members in the electrical industry. BGSU campus projects include the Bowen Thompson Student Union Ballroom, Dwight L. Perry Stadium Lighting, Fiber Optic Updates, Parking Lot Updates, and the Hannah Maurer Business Administration Building. For more information, go to IBEW8.org or call 419-666-8920. 
IBEW Local 8, a proud partner of BGSU Athletics. Welcome back, everyone, to the Falcons Nest Coaches Show here at Frickers and Bowling Green across from Doit Perry Stadium. Happy to have Coach Eigner with us here for just a couple more moments. And, of course, now some time off for the Falcons. You'll play at Ferris State next Friday and Saturday, Coach. But in the meantime, what's the main goals coming up this week as Again, you kind of got a couple weeks in a row there. You had the holiday tournament, then St. Thomas, then uh, home with Bemidji State. But now you take a little bit of a break before getting ready for those last five series. Yeah, you, you know, the good thing about the, the new schedule in, in, in the CCHA is it, it does allow for everybody to get a weekend off in the second half of the year, which is good because it's, it's, a, it's a long season, as you know. And, uh, you know, we start in... In uh, early October, we really start practicing, and in, in for us, it was it was late August. So it's it's a long year, and so having that break in the second half allows you to rest some guys that have some nagging injuries and, and stuff like that, which is which is nice. And then and then you know you you take the weekend off and you, you recharge your batteries, and then you hit the ground running, and then it's play as long as you can. And of course, maybe not a hundred percent the result you wanted on Saturday, but you still get two critical points against Bemidji State, who's a very game squad at home. And now you are three points behind Michigan Tech for third, but still in a position right now to be hosting a playoff series going into this bye week. At least that's the position you want to be in with a chance to move up, correct? Yeah, you know, and we still play. You know, we've we've got Minnesota State coming into our building, who's leading the league. We've got Northern Michigan coming into our building. We've got uh, a series up at Michigan Tech, and then Ferris State and Lake Superior State. So there's still a lot of movement that's going to happen in the CCHA standings. You know, we just we just want to be playing as well as we can, and you know, we're, we're we're doing a pretty good job here this second half, and and we we feel like we're getting closer. It was it was nice to get Evan Doherty back this weekend, and he we felt like you know. He played really well on Friday, and, and we knew he'd play well because he's excited and the adrenaline's flowing and all that. And then we knew there'd be a little bit of a letdown because he hasn't played back-to-back games since last year. So that's hard. And, uh, but, but we're happy that Evan's back and healthy and was able to get through both games with, with, uh, not, without taking any steps backward. And so you know, we, just, we just are going to continue to take it series by series and, and, and hopefully put ourselves in a position to where when when the, the last game, last CCHA game is played this, regular season games played this year, we're, we're going to be playing our first round of the playoffs at Slater Family Arena. And Evan almost scored on Friday, too, if it wasn't for a defenseman save right on the goal line. So uh, you like to see that, too, as well, from Evan nearly uh, scoring his first goal back. But, Coach Eigner, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Of course, uh, take the time and with the guys and get ready to roll for Ferris State. We look forward to, to seeing how the boys do up in Ferris coming up here at the end of next week. We'll do that. Thank you very much, and thanks, you guys, for coming out again. Pre- Coach Ty Eigner with us here from Frickers in Bowling Green. We thank him so much for joining us. Coming up next, we will sit in. Todd Walker joins Michael Huger, and they will get you ready for what is a very busy week. Three games coming up for the BGSU men's basketball team. That is next as we continue here from Frickers in Bowling Green on the Falcons Nest Coaches Show here on the Falcon Sports Radio Network from Learfield. When your family needs advanced medical care, depend on Wood County Hospital. 
For a state-of-the-art surgery center offering advanced robotic procedures, joint replacements, and the latest vascular surgery to open clogged arteries. For board-certified ear, nose, and throat specialists, the very latest cancer treatments, and more. Depend on us. It's not just a line. It's a tireless commitment to our community's health. Wood County Hospital. Depend on us. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. White Claw Hard Seltzer, crafted using seltzer water, 5% alcohol, and a hint of fruit flavor. Available in a variety of fruit flavors, including black cherry, mango, watermelon, and strawberry. White Claw Hard Seltzer is your open invitation to escape to pure enjoyment, whatever that means for you. Made simple because fun always is. When the question is, should we? We say, let's. White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. White Claw Seltzer Works, Chicago, Illinois. Wool Slagle Moving Company is Bowling Green State University Athletics' preferred moving and storage company. Professionally moving families and businesses around the corner and across the country since 1931. Wool Slagle Moving Company offers temporary, secure, and heated storage options for moving or home remodeling. You can be sure that your items will be handled with care by our team of trusted moving professionals. For more information and a free estimate, visit WoolSlagleMoving.com or call us at 419-332-3111. Welcome to Bigby Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you. And her. And him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person. Dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. At Farmers and Merchants State Bank, it's always about you and us. You want to remodel or travel? FM has a home equity line of credit. Now, for a limited time, get a 3.5% intro APR for the first six months with no closing costs, with variable APRs after the intro period ranging from 5.5 to 8.375%. Learn more at fm.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, and MLS number 407535. Call 800 451 7843 for details. Her Choice is a safe place close to campus that offers free pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and limited STI testing for men and women, all in a confidential setting. Facing a pregnancy decision is not always easy and is never simple. Your choice to parent, terminate, or place your child for adoption is significant. We're here to help educate you on all your options. Please visit our website for more information at bgpc.org. Lakeside Interior Contractors is proud to support BGSU sports fans, and we're proud of the BGSU SIBO Athletic Center that our team helped build in support of both athletes and fans. Lakeside is the area's leading commercial interior and exterior finished contractor, providing carpentry, plastering, flooring, painting, millwork, and total project management from floor to ceiling. Lakeside does it all. Call the Lakeside team for your next commercial finishing project at 419-867-1300 or online at lakesideinterior.com. 
We're back on the Falcons Nest Coaches Show. BGSU hockey just wrapped up. Uh, they're heading into an off week. Uh, unfortunately, it's just the opposite for men's basketball. They're in the midst of what, to this point, will be their busiest stretch of the season. Eight games in four days. That commenced on Saturday and will continue tomorrow night in DeKalb, Illinois, against Northern Illinois. We're going to welcome in head coach Michael Huger now to talk men's basketball. And, Coach, first of all, uh, this has uh, sort of become, I don't want to say old hat, but messing with the schedule and having to adjust on the fly is something that you've had to deal with the last couple of seasons. But now that you're in the midst of a stretch with four games in eight days, I would imagine you've had to sort of change your day-to-day operation as far as trying to manage the guys. Oh, yeah, we definitely have to change and be able to manage. Practice has to be shorter. Uh, we got some different things going on that, you know, we got some guys missing and uh, that limits our numbers and the things we can do anyway. So we definitely had to shorten practice these last couple of days and hopefully we'll have enough bodies and enough energy to finish out a game. Well, the game the other night, of course, was against Toledo, the rivalry game, and, and that one always stings a little more if you don't come out on top, which in this case, unfortunately, you did not. Um, as you get back to work, uh, did you notice that that one uh, hung with the guys a little longer than others? Um, yeah, it definitely hung with the guys. But, you know, uh, at this stage, you know, we play on the game on Saturday. Uh, you got to really give a day off on Sunday and get them ready because we got three this week. And, um, you know, we got to go right at Northern today. So you really don't have that much time to, to linger and think about it. You got to get ready for the next game. You know, Northern doesn't care what went on with Toledo. They go and try to beat our brains in the same way. But, you know, we got to come in and show that resistance and resolve that we're made of and uh, that true grit. And that's what we went to today and uh, had a really good practice and preparation for Northern tomorrow. And, you know, looking forward to playing. Falcons fell to Toledo Saturday after a uh, loss at Ohio the previous Tuesday last week. And I remember after we talked, following up the Ohio game, after you looked at it closer and sort of graded everything out, you felt that the team played pretty well. Did the team play as well Saturday against Toledo and it just didn't go very well uh, despite that? To sort of grade how you went from Ohio to Toledo. Um, from Ohio, I-, I thought we were complete. The team was complete, so we had a better opportunity to prepare for Ohio and uh, we gave a better effort at the Ohio game. I, I thought with you know losing three and, and Josiah Fulcher, Matisse Kulichkovkis, and Joe Reese, I think that that hurt us. And uh, you know other guys had to step up in a short period of time. We really only had one day to prep for for Toledo and all the stuff that they do. Uh, you know when you you have to be full strength. You know they came in here full strength. Uh, a whole team, everybody was healthy and ready to go, and we were undermanned, but. That's no excuse. They played extremely well, and they beat us. And, um, you know, we got to go back to the drawing board for the next time we see them. Yeah, referring to the Toledo game, a uh, one-point Rockets lead at halftime after you had trailed fairly big early. You actually had the lead briefly, so the first half was kind of a draw. Second half, they controlled pretty much throughout. What was uh, what were some of the main differences there? Um, I, I just didn't think we executed our defensive scheme the way we should have. Um, you know, that was the biggest thing I saw in the game. Um, we started to miss shots, those same shots we made in the first half. We started to miss them in the second half. And, you know, we tried to do some other things that didn't work. And uh, the biggest thing, I thought we got tired at the end because just playing uh, limited bodies and, you know, having enough, your normal rotation of what you normally would do 
uh, guys were playing extra minutes and I thought we got tired, you know, right midway throughout the second half. And, you know, that was the game. Falcons will look to get back on track tomorrow night when they visit Northern Illinois. That's an 8 o'clock tip, of course, uh, over in the central time zone. So 8 o'clock, Bowling Green time. We'll have the Medical Mutual pregame show at 7.30. And, of course, the first half against Toledo, the main reason you were within one was because Trey Diggs lit it up and uh, seven threes in a row. And clearly uh, a lot of those were contested, but uh, was the first time this year where he really got to that point where it just seemed like he couldn't miss. The guys got him the ball almost wherever he was, didn't even really matter. Uh, did Toledo change anything materially in the second half, or was it just maybe halftime cooled him off a little bit? Uh, how, what do you think happened? I, I thought ha- halftime definitely cooled him off a little bit. When you're in that type of streak, you don't want halftime to come. So, uh, you know, he, he played extremely well, but it was it was some difficult shots. He made some difficult shots. It's hard to maintain those type of shots even in the second half to shoot those, you know, that higher rate and and shoot that many difficult shots. And I think that's the difference of what happened. I don't think Toledo did anything differently or made any adjustments. I just thought, you know, those same shots were that much tougher in the second half. And, um, you know, when you're not hitting those shots, then they don't look the same. You know what I mean? And and, um, we had to do some other things. We tried to get the ball down low. Um, we just shot way too many jump shots instead of putting a lot more pressure on them on the on the interior. And that's what I thought we did. We settled. We settled every time because of their switching. We settled and stopped attacking and, you know, doing the things that got us to that point. So we got to go back to the drawing board, like I said. And uh, I think the next time around we'll have different results. Falcons are, I guess, at the quarter pole of the max season, five games in. So uh, this is uh, really a point in the season where you probably are still making adjustments as you start to have your first go-round through the league. Speaking of adjustments with with Trey Diggs, I think uh, he's pretty well figured out his fate uh, this season, uh, how people are going to guard him, how much harder they're going to guard him, especially in league play. People have seen him, they know him, and he's, they've made life difficult. But it seems like the last couple of games he's sort of come to terms with what he has to do to even get opportunities. And that's big because you need him to shoot even if maybe he's not making as many as he might normally. Uh, yeah, we definitely need his scoring. Um, you know, But the biggest thing for us at this stage right now is is just getting better on the defensive end. We can score enough points, now we got to stop giving up so many. And that's that's been the thing we've been working on right now is just the defense and trying to get better at the defense and understanding how hard we got to play on the defensive end. You know, the, sometimes people think when a, when a guy is shooting and maybe he's not making as many as you would like, uh, maybe he should stop shooting. But sometimes the, the offense is designed where guys that are supposed to shoot are supposed to shoot, even if they're not great opportunities sometimes. And that's sort of where you are with Trey. If, if he doesn't stay aggressive offensively it it sort of breaks down what you're trying to do uh definitely we need Trey to stay aggressive on the on the offensive end um you know we have some other guys that can score it as well and we need other guys to step up as well and play better offensively but uh you know the the biggest thing is we got to continue to play well we lead the league in offense um scoring offense and um, now I want to get better on the defensive end. So that's what I'm I'm more concerned with that part of it than I am with the offense at this stage. Falcons are trying to crank up the defense tomorrow night when they face Northern Illinois. Uh, coach sort of uh, turning to the, your lineups now. And, of course, the other night you were limited. Uh, Josiah Fulcher couldn't play, for instance. So things changed a little bit with maybe how the play time would have been doled out. But clearly uh, Myron Gordon is uh, seemingly sort of back to the 
playing level he was before he stepped away for a few games, and his minutes are right where they were before. He's not starting, but talk about how his comeback is going, if you will. Uh, it's going well. Um, he's doing a lot of the things that we really enjoy on the offensive end. Uh, he can score the ball, distribute the ball. Um, you know, he makes his free throws, so he does a great job on the offensive end. But like I said, for all of us, we got to improve on the defensive end. So I'm, I'm, my biggest concern with this group is, is how we defend, how, how we're capable of being a really good defensive team. And I want to get back to being that, that type of team. You know, we've, we've shown it in spurts. We've done it in games. But the biggest thing is getting back to being a really good defensive team. Coach, we'll uh, drill down a little bit on the on the defense here. You did show a a, a different looking zone against Toledo. I, it may have been a three two, or it looked a little different. Uh, and I know he didn't want to give away all your secrets, so to speak. But was that a little different look than you had shown before? Uh, it, it's definitely a different look. It's something that we work on, work on every day in practice. We just don't use it a lot, and uh, we had the opportunity to use it. Um, you know, and it, it kind of broke down. Like I said, guys got tired, and then they started to miss assignments of what they needed to do, and uh, Toledo started to make shots, and uh, we had to get out of it. But uh, I think it'll help us in future games, and we'll, you'll, you'll see it again, uh, pro, you know, real soon. And usually zones are, even though they're a zone defense, there are some things that you carry over from a man-to-man that make it effective, and, and if you don't stay with those principles that's how things get whopper jot a little oh yeah definitely and that's what we did we didn't stay with the principles of who had to go where who should be here who should be there uh we got kind of like i said tired and we started to lose our way and they started to pick us apart so we had to go back man to man but it was fun to see it and you know i thought it was definitely effective so i definitely uh use it again and really throughout your tenure, Bowling Green's played mostly man-to-man. Is that just your philosophy that you base everything off the man and then if we have to develop a zone later, that's how we prefer to do it? Yes, sir. We, we definitely want to base everything off of our man-to-man defense and our man-to-man toughness. And, and if we have to mix it up, we got a press that we can throw in, uh, different presses that we can use, and uh, we have the zone that we can use as well. So I like having a variety of different things that we can use um, – you know, I, I don't know if I use them enough, but uh, I definitely use them to to our advantage. BG at Northern Illinois tomorrow night. We'll talk more about the Huskies and what the Falcons are looking at there. And when we come back on the Falcons Nest Coaches Show on the Falcon Sports Radio Network from Learfield. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. <laughs> Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. White Claw Hard Seltzer, crafted using seltzer water, 5% alcohol, and a hint of fruit flavor. Available in a variety of fruit flavors, including black cherry, mango, watermelon, and strawberry. White Claw Hard Seltzer is your open invitation to escape to pure enjoyment, whatever that means for you. Made simple because fun always is. When the question is, should we? We say, let's. White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. White Claw Seltzer Works, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Falcon fans, have you or a family member been injured in an accident? Before you talk to any adjuster, call an attorney to learn your legal rights. The other insurance company owes you for your medical bills, lost wages, repairs to your vehicle, or even a total lost car, and your pain and suffering. It's time to call D. Lee Johnson & Associates, helping accident victims in Toledo for more than 30 years. Visit us at LeeJohnsonLegal.com. When your family needs advanced medical care, depend on Wood County Hospital. For a state-of-the-art surgery center offering advanced robotic procedures, joint replacements, and the latest vascular surgery to open clogged arteries, for board-certified ear, nose, and throat specialists, the very latest cancer treatments, and more, depend on us. It's not just a line. It's a tireless commitment to our community's health. Wood County Hospital. Depend on us. For over 80 years, LaSalle Cleaners has been serving Northwest Ohio with courteous service and quality cleaning. And now LaSalle Cleaners is the official dry cleaner of BGSU Athletics. They never lose sight of what's important, providing a convenient, quality, and cost-conscious program that's useful to everyone. They're successful because they genuinely take pride in the special care they give their customers and their clothes. For all your dry cleaning needs, go where the Falcons go. LaSalle Cleaners, hang with the best. Located just across the street from the BGSU campus, the Best Western Falcon Plaza is the perfect place to stay while visiting family or cheering on your Falcons. We offer a variety of spacious, newly renovated room types, including whirlpool rooms, family suites, and meeting rooms, each equipped with refrigerators and microwaves for your convenience. Our guests love our free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and breakfast featuring homemade hot breakfast sandwiches and much, much more. For award-winning customer service and cleanliness, visit bestwestern.com or call us today at 419-352-4671. Toledo 10 is Northwest Ohio's preferred event specialist since 1937. Whether you need a permanent or semi-permanent tent installation, a setup for a corporate event or festival, a shelter for a backyard party, or a beautiful setting for a wedding or reception, Toledo 10 can handle it all with the utmost care and attention. Toledo 10, the preferred event specialist of Northwest Ohio and BGSU Athletics. Ashley Homestore of Bowling Green is proud to be the exclusive furniture sponsor of BGSU Athletics. Whether you're needing a piece for your dorm room or needing a new setup to watch the BGSU Falcons from the comfort of your own home, Ashley Homestore has the styles you'll love that will fit your look and your budget. Hurry in to shop and save today at your local Ashley Homestore in Bowling Green. Located on South Main Street, this is home. Back on the Falcons Nest Coaches Show, Bowling Green Men's Basketball will be at Northern Illinois tomorrow night. We will be on the air at 7.30 with our Medical Mutual pregame show, of course, in the central time zone, so they'll tip at 8 o'clock Ohio time, and uh, we look forward to that. Falcons back on the road in the middle of a stretch where they will play four games in eight days. We're talking with head coach Michael Huger now, and coach, uh, when you... Talk about the, the defense before we specify on uh, Northern Illinois here. Defensively, uh, sort of the common theme that you've talked about with the defensive struggles is uh, the, the penetration by the opposition. Is that more because the, the help isn't in proper spots or is it more 
the individual that's guarding the ball handler that that's not getting the job done on the on balance uh, it's a little bit of both it's, it's, it's both to be honest um you know we we're undisciplined at times uh, and and we have to be more disciplined on the defensive end and understanding you know our schemes and what we need to do help side got to be there we got to talk more there's so many different things that we got to clean up in the defensive area but um it's a work in progress we've gotten better and then we 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 regress and get worse again. Then we get good again, and then we think like, ah, oh, exhale. Uh, I can go back to doing what I really want to do, and you know, gamble and do the other things that we do. And uh, the biggest thing is is just staying disciplined and, and being able to to work on it and get better at it and be able to get on the court and execute it. We do a great job of it in practice. Now we have to see that result on the court. Now, one thing that's certainly been noticeable in the defensive end this year is that Daquan Plowden has been much more aggressive around the rim trying to, to block shots, and he's become quite good at it. Uh, is that a conscious decision that he made that this year maybe he needs to take a few more chances defensively and be aggressive? Uh, he's done that. He's definitely done that. Uh, Joe Reese has come along uh, a long way as well. Uh, in that category, but Daquan has definitely taken the biggest step of, of trying to block shots and rebounding more and scoring more. So he's definitely, you know, doing his part. And now we just got to get get everybody on the same page when it comes to the defensive end. Well, here we go uh, on the road again, uh, Northern Illinois, and uh, this is a team that changed coaches after about a decade. So. Uh, maybe some new schemes, uh, definitely some new players like everybody. Uh, let's just sort of set out what we'll see with Northern Illinois tomorrow night from a uh, strategy standpoint offensively. What's sort of their MO there? Um, well, no Berno for, for quite some, some time now. He's coming from New Jersey with uh, uh, Bobby Hurley Sr. at St. Anthony's and, and played at DePaul and um, coming from, you know, coaching at Florida and Arizona State with Bobby Hurley. And, uh, you know, that, that scheme of the toughness of what they bring, um, you know, they already had that with, with Monty's teams. Monty always had a tough team, and they played extremely hard. And, you know, I don't think he had to do much in that category when he got them because they already was from that mold. But, uh, you know, he does a great job there defensively, straight, pretty much man-to-man, probably play about 1% or 2% zone. They don't play a lot of zone. Uh, they press some. They'll go a, a 2-1-2 press. Uh, back into man-to-man. Offensively, you know, they're still not a high-scoring team, but they keep you in check, and they still score their, you know, 57, 60 points, and then they try to hold you under. So uh, they do a great job of slowing down the game and slowing down the pace, and, you know, our our job is to try to get the pace up and get the tempo up, so you'll see a lot more pressing and different things like that from us to get them to play faster than what they're used to. A team that quote unquote slows the game down. A lot of times uh, in the offensive end, they'll they'll still take a early shot if it's a good shot, and they're just really patient about what is a good shot. Is that how they do it? Really, their shot selection? Uh, no, I wouldn't say their shot selection. They do it more on their defense. They 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 make you use the shot clock because they defend well, so they slow the game down on the defensive end. Now they still want to shoot threes, so they shoot a, they shoot a good amount of threes, and you know they try to penetrate. They still play pretty fast on, on that regard, so they want to get up en- enough shots. It's just you know we want to get a game with you know seventy seventy five possessions. They want to get a game with fifty fifty five possessions. So that's the difference, and we just got to see which pace win that wins out. 
Well, let's uh, talk about their defense a little more specifically then. Uh, is this uh, the, the type of defense where they try to deny you out of the lane or they try to keep you on one side of the floor, the pack line? Uh, what's sort of their overall mentality with their man-to-man? Uh, they show on ball screens so the big guys get out there and, and try to force you away from the basket and then recover. Uh, they, they rotate out, so they'll, they'll, they'll X out the bigs. So one big will take you on one possession on the ball screen, and then he Xs out to the next big, and the next one take you. So they do a really good job with that. Uh, the guards do a good, really good job of guarding their yard and keeping you in front and uh, not letting you uh, get penetration. So they do a great job there. So we got to run some force action and move them around a little bit and uh, be able to get the ball inside. We got to go inside, outside. Uh, I think if we do that, we'll be successful against them. Yeah, and uh, you you mentioned uh, those bigs when they come out. Uh, ideally, you'd like to somehow make them pay for that by getting into the paint and getting those opportunities. But sometimes those passes are you know fraught with danger because you get double teamed and a big guy's got big long arms. But that may be the key to beating that defense. Oh yeah, we have to attack the bigs. We've done a great job in the past of attacking the bigs and getting downhill. Uh, using that to our advantage. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that. But we also had the likes of Justin Turner and Dylan Fry and those guys being able to get downhill on them. But I think this group with Samari Curtis and, and, and Myron Gordon, uh, Britton Mills, those guys, Josiah Fulcher, they can get downhill on them. And uh, I think we'll do a great job of attacking them. You know, another thing that comes to mind, Coach, is if defensively they really make you work the shot clock, as you were talking about, sometimes – that works well because psychologically when the shot clock gets under 10 seconds, guys start saying, Oh, we got to get a shot up. And, and maybe you've got three or four more passes you can make. That's something you got to fight. Uh, not necessarily. We, we haven't, we haven't gotten into many shot clock situations. You know, I think we may, we may get one every four games. So we ha- we don't get many shot clock violations and uh, we practice and, and every day in practice, we go with a 25 second shot clock. So, our guys are used to playing fast and, and used to understanding how when is the shot clock winding down. So that extra eight nine seconds, they know they have a lifetime in order to get a good shot up. So we don't really we don't really struggle with the shot clock. So hopefully that'll stay consistent for us. Well, clearly, coach, it's uh, sort of a blessing right now that you're you're so busy because, as you said, really no time to dwell on the Toledo game and the disappointment of not beating your rivals. And when you look at the big picture of a season, you know, sometimes it can be overwhelming. You know, if you're at the quarter pole like you are now, you're not where you want to be in the standings, but it it makes it where you just have to focus on today or this game, right, rather than getting caught up in the big picture. It's always one game at a time. Next, Next up is Northern. That's all that matters right now for us. That's all that should matter for us is Northern. We only can play one game at a time. We can't go to three or four games from now. We have to take care now. And and I'm looking forward just to getting back on the court and competing and showing guys what we're made of. All right, Coach, final thoughts uh, for tomorrow night. Uh, lay out uh, two or three things that have to happen if you're going to get the dub. Uh, the biggest thing, we got to take care of the ball. we got to take care of the ball and get shots. Uh, the way they play, they want to turn you over so they can get easy opportunities. Uh, we got to get a do a great job of of taking care of the ball. We got to have great tempo. So we want the ball. We want the game in the 70, 75 possessions, and and they want it in the 50s, 55. So uh, we got to see which style wins out. We got to be able to get those guys to play faster than what they're used to. And then the biggest thing we got to defend and rebound. If we can defend and rebound, I think we'll give ourselves a chance to win the game. 
Uh, hopefully, Coach, you come back home off a win and then uh, turn around and get ready for Akron on Thursday. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. BGSU head coach Michael Huger. Men's basketball will be at Northern Illinois tomorrow. Again, it is a 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off from DeKalb. We'll take a break. Kevin will be back to wrap up the program. The Falcons Nest Coaches Show on the Falcon Sports Radio Network from Learfield. When your family needs advanced medical care, depend on Wood County Hospital. For a state-of-the-art surgery center offering advanced robotic procedures, joint replacements, and the latest vascular surgery to open clogged arteries. For board-certified ear, nose, and throat specialists, the very latest cancer treatments, and more. Depend on us. It's not just a line. It's a tireless commitment to our community's health. Wood County Hospital. Depend on us. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. White Claw Hard Seltzer, crafted using seltzer water, 5% alcohol, and a hint of fruit flavor. Available in a variety of fruit flavors, including black cherry, mango, watermelon, and strawberry. White Claw Hard Seltzer is your open invitation to escape to pure enjoyment, whatever that means for you. Made simple because fun always is. When the question is, should we? We say, let's. White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. White Claw Seltzer Works, Chicago, Illinois. Coman Portable Toilets is the exclusive portable toilet provider and proud supporter of BGSU Athletics. Coman Portable Toilets provides restroom facilities to your guests at parties, construction sites, and large events. They provide a wide selection of facilities to meet your every need. When you need that trailer to rent for any event, call Coman Portables at 419-877-9116 or online at comanportables.com. For over 100 years, ironworkers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an ironworker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are ironworker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Ironworkers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Now the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Hello, Falcons fans from UPS. Did you know UPS part-time warehouse workers earn up to $25,000 in lifetime tuition money? Part-time workers also receive excellent benefits and paid vacation while building a career to be proud of. UPS is now hiring in Maumee at a rate of up to $26 per hour after bonuses. Please apply online today at upsjobs.com. And go Falcons from everyone at UPS. 
Your Bowling Green Walmart Supercenter wants to be your home for all your game day needs. We have everything that BGSU fans require to be game day ready at all times. Now that the new year is here, be sure that you're hosting the ultimate get-together before or after Falcon basketball games. Stop by your local Walmart Supercenter to purchase all of the items you'll need for the big party and see prices that you'll cheer about. Walmart. Save money. Live better. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight to the Falcons Nest Coaches Show here from Frickers in Bowling Green. Thanks so much to Coach Eigner as well as Coach Huger visiting with Todd from a distance. Of course, a reminder for you coming up, BGSU Ice Hockey. They are off, but they're at Ferris State next Friday and Saturday. BGSU Women's Basketball hoping to get back to action. They are at home Wednesday against Central Michigan. That will be a 7 o'clock tip here at Stroh Center in BG. And, of course, tomorrow, our next broadcast of the next BGSU men's basketball game is at Northern Illinois. It is an 8 o'clock tip. We will be on the air at 7.30 with the Medical Mutual pregame show. Join us, will you? Thanks so much for joining us here tonight. Hi, Ziggy Zumba for Coach Huger, Coach Eigner, and Todd Walker. I'm Kevin Peel saying good night from Frickers in Bullet Green. This has been the Falcons Nest Coaches Show on the Falcon Sports Radio Network from Learfield. The Falcon Sports Network from Learfield. The Falcon's Nest Coaches Show has been presented by Frickers, the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits. Also brought to you by Walmart, save money, live better, and by Wood County Hospital, the official hospital of Bowling Green Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Falcon Sports Network.
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.